outside, but of course, all of us are struggling with the pandemic and, you know, how it makes us feel. And recent polling has showed that a large portion of Canadians are really feeling it. And not only are we struggling with our mental health, but the, the upside is, is that more of us are willing to talk about it. And when it comes to mental health, the difficulty, it's different for different generations. You know, you have uh, younger people especially are really feeling it. But did you know that 52% of Gen Xers are reporting mental health issues? And I put myself right in that category. Here's the thing that I don't know. This is Does this happen to you? Because the pandemic truth be told, has been a different thing for different people. And for me, I mean, I have my health. I'm very fortunate. I still work. And in, in many ways, I'm, I'm wealthier than I was a year and a half ago. And it's, it's because I don't, you know, I don't spend money on going away, you know, you know, all the things. I, and there's so many of us who are in this, in this boat. I understand that it's not, I mean, there are people who are suffering terribly. Terribly. And here's what happens to me is that I, I think to myself, man, it's, it's tough. It's I'm feeling rough. I'm feeling emotionally. You know, I don't know. My emotional regulation's not there. And then I think to myself, well, what right do I have? I have absolutely no right to feel bad at all. Right. Because I, I mean, things are not bad for me. So what am I doing? And then you know what that does? That feeds on itself. <laughs> now I feel worse. And this whole concept of negative self-talk is such an important thing, not only for just how you operate your life day to day, but just, you know, like how you conduct yourself in business. I mean, you think about it. Who is it that says bad things about you other than you? Like, really? Think about it. And maybe you don't even know you're doing it, but there is an epidemic of this out there. And to help me sort through this, I am pleased to welcome back to the program Dominique Morisano, who is a clinical psychologist. Welcome to the program. How are you feeling? I am feeling okay. How are you feeling? Well, you know, I'm good. But every time people ask that, I feel like I should be grading that on, on a curve somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just talk about negative self-talk and, and, and what what that is and how much of a problem it is for people? Yeah, I mean, negative self-talk is really our our brain's way of, you know, filtering what's happening in our lives, uh, you know, in this kind of a skewed way and um, and allowing us to focus on the things that are not working out in our lives versus the things that are working out. So, I mean, how does it manifest it, it, itself? Is it, it, I mean, why, why, maybe we can start with why does it happen? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I, I think there's a lot of potential answers for that. And I, I would imagine that it would have something to do with, you know, evolution and what kinds of things we've had to pay attention to as a species um, in order to kind of survive and keep going. Like, if we're not paying attention to the fact that we don't have food, well, then that's not a good thing. If we're not paying attention to the fact that we don't have shelter, that's not a good thing. Um, but I find that um, 
in general, in this pandemic, you're totally right. Um, it has been harder for people to get out of that cycle and spiral of negative self-talk. Um, there's a lot of negativity um, that we are seeing uh, in general, in conversations, in uh, the news, and it is hard to redirect the focus back to the positive. And, and then you just, you know, you think to yourself, well, I'll just be positive. I should just be positive. And it doesn't quite work like that. No, it's actually very hard work. Um, and, you know, I work with a lot of my clients uh, to actively re-narrate um, their days and their weeks. You know, often we start out a session and we say, and I say, how's your week been? And, you know, at the, in, in the beginning of, of therapy, people might start by talking about all the things that are going badly. Um, but over time, we practice starting out with what went well that week, like what goals got accomplished, what good things happened, and then focusing on what, what was not so great or what we need to, uh, what we would like to work on or do differently that week. And that really starts to help, you know, kind of actively looking at your life, actively looking at the activities in your day, figuring out which ones are a choice, and then saying, okay, this is how I'm choosing. This is what I'm choosing today. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm spending my time. This is what's going well. You know, kind of redirecting cognitive focus towards it to pay attention. I'm often struck by how we are attracted to others who are self-confident, who show outwardly, these signs of great self-confidence, those who seem to be self-assured. And of course, we don't ever really know what's going on you know, inside someone's mind, even though they, they may portray this outward confidence that this, this nagging self-doubter, this sort of pulling down of yourself is still there. How do you talk to your clients about being able to balance an outward uh, positivity to the world, but yet then deal with something that might be, you know, a current going the other way on the inside? That's a really good question. Uh, I actually try to, you know, work with people to kind of almost do the opposite, like be authentic, you know, but actively work every week to start to focus on the positive, to authentically focus on what's going well, to authentically focus on, you know, what they're appreciative of in their lives, um, to actively plan joy in their week so that when, so that the self-confidence then isn't a mask. It's not something that's fake or that they're putting on, but it's something that's actively growing. Um, in their lives. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, so for instance, uh, we might start to look at the day and every day, write down a couple good things that happened. Maybe they're, you know, basic things. Maybe they were the fact that you ate today and you had food on the table, but you, you kind of focus on what's good, um, for that day or that week. Um, and then, uh, start to think about um, what little things in your week bring you joy. Like what little things, big things, medium things in your life have brought you joy in general. Write down a list of those things 
and then actively kind of plan those things into your week. Maybe it's sitting on the couch under the window, you know, when the sun is setting. Maybe it's going for a walk with some trees. Maybe it's seeing a particular friend or reading a particular book or listening to a particular song. But then kind of making time for that that joy, making time for that positivity. And when you kind of actively pay attention to the things that are going well in your life and you actively plan joy in your life, things actually start to feel a little bit more positive. Like you, it's, it's authentic. And then you might actually feel better about yourself. And then you might actually portray more self-confidence. And so it's kind of a domino effect. I'm speaking with Dominic Morisano, who's a clinical psychologist. You, you mentioned a couple of times writing things down. Is that key in your mind that it... That this yeah. sort of actually writing things. I I think so. I mean, that's that's what I've done all my research on is is really the the power of writing. It's almost like you're making a commitment to a piece of paper. <laughs> you're putting it down on paper. You're marking it down in pen. Like the you know the people I work with have little books, like almost like goal books or you know um, growth books that uh, they they write things down in. But I think that's really key. Um, First writing it down and then like sharing with others. Share, what, what do you mean? Like writing down a goal and then sharing that goal with the family? You would do that? Yeah, or like writing down like what's positive in their week and then sharing it even with me, you know, or sharing it with some friends or, you know, um, yeah, sharing it with other people. Um, I think, you know, having someone to witness or acknowledge mm. um, what's going well in your life is a really important thing. You know, what? oftentimes we practice like, so I'll say, how was your, how was your week? And, you know, someone might, the, even the way that language, we use language to, to shape a week and to get across how we're feeling a negative. Sometimes I'll have people like re-narrate the same week with me and practice shifting it, like reframing it to the positive, you know? Right. So, so uh, tell me about your week, but now tell me about your week and and put a positive spin on it, do it exactly. two different ways. And it's really hard for people, and but I think that it almost like stretches the brain and strengthens the brain in being able to see things positively. The very first key thing, though, is to validate that it's okay to feel bad. Like it's it's like it's a tough time right now. Like everyone's struggling. It's it's been really really hard on everyone. I mean, I, I've seen it in my clients, you know, from kids all the way to older adults. You know, it's it's been a struggle. So that's the first thing to acknowledge. We don't want to invalidate people's tough, like the tough times that people are having. It's just about like, does it serve people to constantly sit in the negative space, or does it serve people to you know start to appreciate what is going well and start to focus on the positive? Like, it's not to invalidate it. It's just to kind of say, like, how is this, what is this doing for you? You know, how is this working for you? Dominique, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. You've given me a lot to think about. You've given all of us a lot to think about in terms of trying to reframe the way we think. Thank you again. Thanks a lot. Okay, take care. That is Dominique Morosano, who's a clinical psychologist, helping me kind of, you know, think about positivity think about. I don't know if you're like me. I'm just, of course, I'm a news junkie. That's what I do. I doom scroll. I try and turn the thing off, but it's tough, and I think about it, and I report on it, and I'm just sort of, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's a lot sometimes to just be able to 
you know, I'm not saying it's hard on me. I think it's hard on everybody, obviously, as you heard Dominique say. And you just sometimes I maybe have to accept, yeah, it's hard. But let's find the thing, the positive thing, the thing that makes you feel better, and let's celebrate that. Why don't we celebrate that and share it with each other? It's a little kumbaya moment from me to you. I hope you've had a good week, and if your week has not been great, maybe, maybe just think about it differently. Maybe that'll help.